Hey everybody, welcome to the X Button Podcast. Today is October the 25th of 2021. I hope everybody had a great weekend. Today is Monday, of course. That means we are in for another long week. Another long, slow week. Uh, and I have OT this week. That's awesome. That's always great, right? Who likes OT? Who out there likes OT? If you love OT, stand at your desk or your job and just stand up and go, fuck, I love OT. And just see what they say. See if you get fired. Uh, do it. it. It'd be hilarious. Just like try it out. See what happens. Maybe, you know, you won't have to work OT at that point if you get fired. Uh, what have I been up to? Let's talk about the weekend and what happened. Your boy watched Dune and uh, base level. I, man, it's going to take, I feel like it's going to take a lot to review that. Or like I, I'll have to like come up with some thoughts tomorrow when I have more time. Today was a very busy day. However, I love the movie. I think Dune is amazing. I thought what they did with it was fucking awesome. I am wondering though, like, I don't think it's spoiler. It's not a spoiler, obviously, but this is technically Dune part one. It's, you know, you need more of the story, but so it's like a starting point for the story. So I feel like there's not like a a finite ending point in the movie, which kind of sucks because it's like, obviously not even a cliffhanger. It's literally just feels like it stops after it's kind of setting everything up. So whatever movie they come with next is going to be awesome. I absolutely can't wait for it. I guess this doesn't warrant a review anymore. Uh, but I can I can, I can can call it my impressions. I loved it. Dune was amazing. The art was beautiful. The CG was awesome. It had a ton of great actors in it. And when you put those actors together, it makes fucking something beautiful. And every actor had a purpose. Um, they played their role perfectly. I feel like the world is so interesting. Like how there's multiple different factions. And they all kind of revolve around the same topics and not spoilery again there is a what they call a council i believe is what they call um who are kind of like the top space council or whatever the fuck like they're the guys who kind of make all the rules i would love to know more about them they don't really touch on them too much in the story the story is mainly about Paul, the main character running into this planet called arcanus or some shit where there's a lot of spice that people are mining and uh, they're giving orders to take control of the, the planet after these other people didn't do whatever. And then there's twists and turns and it's a great fucking story. I will say if you like Game of Thrones, you'll definitely like the movie. It, it seems to be a lot of stuff going on in the world that doesn't really pertain to the story, but there is uh, they, they use a lot of words and names for different factions that you'll need to kind of know to get a better picture of the story. For instance, when I, you know, first watched it, I got the gist of everything. It's similar to game of Thrones where you kind of have to like catch the words that they're saying, pay attention a little bit. Um, and then you can kind of get the picture. Like, you know, the Harkonnens are obviously a more brutal race. And then you have like, you know, different races and shit or different factions, whatever they're called. Um, so yeah, I, you know, if you pay attention to it, it should be pretty easy to consume. I just think, there's a lot going on. So, you know, in that regard, you might get lost. I did, there were, there was like a point in the middle. I was like, I, I, am I thinking of the right people? Uh, cause this other faction just popped up out of nowhere. And I was like, I don't know. And then it, it all made sense by the end, but cannot wait to see what they do next with it, man. I feel like it's a great starting point. I feel like it's only downside is that I just watched the episode one of star Wars and I don't know, you know, I want to see the rest, but 
who knows how long this shit's going to take, where the story's going to go, how the characters will evolve, because it seems like a lot of the things in the story are very immediate, and if they wait, or it just, in general, takes a long time to make the next movie, uh, it might alter what the outcome of the story would be. I, I, you know, I don't know. And I know this is like a remake and also a book, um, so I kind of understand that like they have source material to follow off of, and like story beats to kind of hit that should be doable. I'm just saying with COVID and everything going on, I don't know how long it's going to take until we get the next one. Hopefully not too long. Uh, but yeah, what an amazing movie. I loved it. Probably. I can't remember anything really else I've watched this year, but that movie might be the best movie I watched this year for sure. Uh, and that's just off the top of my head. I don't remember a lot of the movies I watched recently, so bear with me on that regard. But, you know, cool that they had something to come out with in October that was that great. Like that, and, and it was on HBO Max, and I don't feel like I was robbed of anything. However, I believe, and from what other people have said, is that watching it in theaters is the way to go because it's so grand. You have such a big world. You have great CGI. The audio is, like, unique. Uh, he does this voice trick that they show at the beginning of the movie that is like an echo of some other voice and it's like a mythical thing and the effects on that is crazy. And then they have like the music is like these like deep drums and stuff and um, tribal sounding, you know, tunes. That's That would sound amazing in a theater. I would not be against going back and watching that in theaters. So kudos to them. If you're not interested in this movie, I would say give it a try. That movie is fucking awesome. Uh, if you're, I mean, I guess you could say if you're into space stuff, it's pretty cool. I don't think the space is like a big character in this movie though. I think it's mainly them being on a central planet. Uh, I think they only show them on two different planets in this movie. So, and again, this is like the first of many, so this could be all over the place, star Wars level shit by the end of it. But I, I'm not familiar with Dune. So, uh, take that for what you will. What have I been playing? Well, let's talk about that. I have not been playing Metroid Dread. I miss it a lot. Please help me. Please help me. Please. Um. Yeah, I've uh, I've been fucking around on my Switch OLED just to kind of like hit up other things. I fell back into Mario Odyssey today, and oh my god, that game is amazing. And also, why do they? How do they fucking put away so many secret moons in that game? I've seen the videos and the pictures of like people going back to their ship and they have like 700 or some shit. So insane. And that's just like one area, whatever the hell. <clears throat> I just, I'm, there's like, you can breathe wrong and it'll fucking pop out a moon. Like there's so many hidden. And I, I thought I completed the game. I did, I didn't do all the moons, obviously, but I didn't think I had that many left. Like, for example, I spent so much time in these areas when I first played it and I did my exploration fine. I looked for these moons and I just picked it up today, went on there, went to the ice area and I think I left with like eight of them. And I'm like, what the, how did I miss all this shit? Did they add it after I got done playing it or something? It's like, that game is like deep in content. It has so much you can like look out for. I can only imagine how many hours you can spend on that game after completion because that is... That is nuts. Also, not to mention, they added so many suits and stuff. Like, there's an 8-bit Mario hat now. There's a, a Wario. I think... I can't remember if Wario was in it already. I know there's an N64, Super Mario 64 uh, outfit, if you wanted to wear that as well. 
Uh, they have like a skeleton and shit. I think that was at the launch as well. But they've added a bunch, and it seems like it seems like that game's like still worth the price of admission, even more so now. Uh, and that's that's just a testament to why Nintendo games don't really go on sale much. That is worth sixty dollars to this day. That is one I'm like, holy fuck! It's such a great story. Like it's it's such a great story for Mario and like a a fun all ages adventure. And you go to different planets, and you actually get to experience all these different things. The hat mechanic is so fun, and there, like I said, there's like so many moons you can get. Uh, I feel like we don't talk about Mario Odyssey enough. It's, it's slept on a little bit, not really. It got praised to shit, but it, I believe I would have put it up there. Like if someone said Mario Odyssey was game of the year that year, I would have been like, I believe it, because that game is so phenomenal. And I think it also came around, came out around a bunch of other things that might have taken the shine from it. So, if you have a Switch, or if you don't have a Switch, get a Switch, play Mario Odyssey. That game is fucking awesome, and I I just can't recommend it enough. What else have I been playing? Well, been playing, been playing, uh, fucking Riders Republic again. You know, they had that trial week where you can play four hours of it, and I got on there, and it felt the same. It felt, it felt just like I left it. I, man, there's so much stuff coming out soon that I don't think I'm going to spend the money on it. And that sucks because I was really looking forward to it. And I I want it, but I also know that there's no immediacy for it. There's not like spoilers or story. It's just you kind of fucking around in a sports game. So it's like buying it's like buying Madden or NBA. You know, it's just like it's going to go down in value and it's going to be the same game that it was when it launched. And it is what it is to me, you know. I But that game does look so interesting. I love how it feels. I still love that obstacle course in the first area. I wish they would have more of that. I'm not sure if they do, but from the from the two trials I played of that game, that obstacle course is really fun to go through. I kind of wish there was like more things you can do like that, and if there was multiplayer versions of that where you kind of start at the beginning and just try to make it to the end. Uh, it's like obstacles you got to jump to. You got to make these tight platforms and hop over these big gaps and stuff. It's it's a blast. Uh, drive on these like really thin branches. It's it's pretty awesome. I really love the snowboarding. I noticed that like the snowboarding and the skis are weirdly satisfying to land on. And maybe because this is based off the framework of steep. So steep is like the, you know, the same shit snowboarding, skiing stuff that they already did. So this is like an evolution of that with the biking and the land stuff. But uh, they definitely have like the snow part down. They have it very, very down. And I kind of wish you could speed up while you're going down a hill in the snow but that's neither here nor there that that game is pretty cool i just don't think with the slew of games coming out you know over the next month or so i don't think i'm gonna i'm gonna dive in and that's you know it it might be for you if you want something to kind of like a podcast game if you will something you can like listen to or watch and play on the side it's a fun checklist you know checklist game it's i you know i don't i don't really know how to explain it but when there's GTA Trilogy, Forza Horizon 5, Halo Infinite, which we'll get to in a second. Fucking, I'm not talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Mario Party, Superstars, Shin Megami Tensei, Pokemon. There's so much shit coming out before the end of the year that like this $60 could be used on other things. And I know that's like a weird way to think about it, but um, I would say in terms of immediacy, I'd rather see the story... And Poke- new Pokemon or old Pokemon, whatever the hell, in Pokemon Diamond before I buy, you know, Riders Republic. Or I'd rather 
I'd rather, you know, get through GTA Trilogy before I, I get Riders Republic. You know, it, it's just a weird time for it to come out. Now, if it came out during a time where there's nothing or, like, you know, very little coming out, I would say I would have to be purchased. It's something that, like, I'm, I really like. I know I enjoy because of the trial. And if, if you don't know if you like it or not or if this impression, if these impressions didn't really get to you, I would say go try it. It's still, I believe it's still available until it comes out on the 28th. So feel free to just give it a go. It's it's four hours of unlimited game time, or I guess limited, uh, that you can kind of run through and, you know, fuck around with all the different features of the game. I just, Groob, uh, co-host, friend of the show, I know that he asked a question that was actually pretty good, was um, what are you working towards in the game? And my answer was, well, you get cosmetics, you get new gear, which does have, like, different abilities. Like, you can get better bikes and weaker bikes. You know, they, they all have rarities and shit. Uh, you can get cosmetics. You can get uh, different emotes and just, like, dumb customiz- customizable stuff. So, that's, like, your rewards. But overall, you're not really doing a lot to to pro- to actually do some progress, if you will. Like, it's it's mainly just checking doing these races and once you do a race you're just getting more xp which gives you more cosmetics and that's that's the progression where i feel like more progression would have been uh i don't even know how you would do it in this kind of game to be honest i mean i know that's probably like the only thing you can do or like maybe implement a battle pass of some sort but it's it's mostly it's pretty straightforward that you're just like unlocking bullshit and you're you keep playing and then you unlock more cosmetics and stuff you just keep playing so I don't know how long the game is going to be after, you know, you have your fun or you, if you get a little dry on certain things, it might run out of steam. And that's what kind of scares me for $60 during all these other games coming out. Um, but that's just my opinion. Like I said, if you want to try it out, the trial's available now. And uh, yeah, give it a go. I have a game coming in the mail, which is uh, a, little, a little old, a little older. And it is... Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 and fucking Kingdom Hearts 3. I, after playing on the Switch and getting into Sora and noticing how floaty he is, and even when he does his like three hit combo, I remember trying those games out, but I didn't give it a full stride. So maybe it's not the best time to do it. Maybe it's, maybe I should wait until there's something, you know, things die down or, cause I know after like, you know, after I'm done with Pokemon for the year and like it's kind of like slowing down and the only thing I can really play is Halo Infinite or something, I know I'm going to be dying for something like story driven or something else I can play in the meantime when my friends aren't on Halo or I'm done with the campaign and whatnot. So I'm getting back into it, whether it's going to be now or later. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 on PS4. Apparently they run 60 on PS5, so they get a little bit of boost. And, you know, the game is the game. I know, like, it's pretty old. It's based on, like, some PS2 shit. But I I love Disney stuff, and I, I really would like to, like, get back into that. I know that a lot of fans love Kingdom Hearts, and I absolutely know that zero of them can tell me what the fuck the story is about. But that's okay. I think... I'm going to put story mostly aside and just try to enjoy the gameplay for what it is. Cause I know it's different. I know it's a Square Enix game. I know it's like, it's its own lane, its own flavor. It's not even like a kin. It's a little bit akin to like final fantasy, but I don't, you know, it's a definitely a deviation in comparison. So it's, uh, you know, I, I think, I think I'm going to try my best to like get through it. I know I tried kingdom hearts three. 
I think that's one the one I played the most, and that might be what soured my taste for it. But I think I want to start from the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 1 on the beach and make it all the way to Kingdom Hearts 3. So we'll see how that goes. I can, I'm not going to promise anything, but uh, we will see how that goes. In other news, that's all I've been doing. That's all I've been really up to. So I wanted to kind of touch on a couple things that have been happening, and then we'll close this bitch out on a nice little Monday, a little 20-banger probably. Um, Halo Infinite campaign gameplay overview announced for today, and uh, and it's going to be at 9 a.m. Eastern time. So can't wait to see more, to be honest. Like I know the campaign was a little shoddy back at the whatever E3 presentation thing, and... Um, yeah, like we've been wondering what the hell is going to happen with Chief and uh, what that open world looks like and plays like now, now that they've made some tuning and they've shown off the multiplayer bunch and everybody loves the multiplayer. What is this campaign going to do to kind of bring this game into like possibly game of the year contention? Uh, I don't know if it'll be eligible, um, you know, whatever. But if it is, then it, it could potentially be something. If it's really like a standout story and kind of brings Master Chief back, it could easily be... A game of the year contender because I think all the things that have come out this year outside of like Metroid Dread even is you know let's just talk about new experiences for a second the new experiences like Returnal and all this I think are unique in their own way but I don't think there's been any major standout to where people can easily go that's the game of the year and then if you talk about things we know sequels and remakes and whatnot you look at a sequel like Ratchet and Clank or a sequel like Metroid Dread, they both are from franchises that are older. So playing those games, it feels in a way that you're playing an older game. Uh, granted, they are obviously very much fine-tuned to be modern and impressive and current. I think the overall scope of it is that it is familiar. And I think that might draw back when uh, you know we're talking about different things. But if that's all we're contending with, then Halo Infinite definitely has a shot at Game of the Year because, you know, I think I think a lot of people would put Ratchet and Clank as their Game of the Year. I personally currently have Metroid Dread as like the biggest standout for me this year. So uh, Halo Infinite could easily be in that that space. So I, you know, my basic point was I don't think any of the newer games are holding that mind share for Game of the Year contention when these things we already know we're familiar with like Halo, Ratchet, uh, Metroid. They're all things that like we we've been there and done that but also which one would stand out as the most improved you know i think ratchet and clank did a good job with their mechanics i think metroid dread did a great job at you know solidifying the 2d genre fucking making it peak metroid the the level design the exploration uh the movement and the feel of samus herself and like actually uh pinpoint jumping and you know running maybe the jumping can take a little you know Little little fixing, but I think overall the feel of the game is amazing, especially for a Switch game, especially for playing on Joy-Cons. Like, it's it's, so, it's solid as shit, and I think that's what they did great. Halo Infinite has a different story where, like, most shooters, most people don't really care about the story. Uh, Battlefield doesn't even have a story this year, similar to how Call of Duty Black Ops 4 did it a couple years ago. This one, everybody cares about, or not everybody, sorry. Most people care about Call of, or Halo Infinite's campaign. Um it's one of the few shooters that don't share that common theme. Uh, I think some odd, something like forty percent of the of the player base, or something like that, care about the the story. Maybe even more. I think it's like fifty or something. 
they actually care about what happens in the story and they want it to be good and they're not just there for multiplayer. Uh, I mean, there's so many people, my friends, that were bummed out when they announced that the co-op feature of the campaign is delayed as well as Forge, but mainly the co-op campaign is delayed because a lot of us wanted to play with our friends. You know, it's a a common thing. I remember playing on Halo or on uh, Xbox back in the day. Halo 1 for the first time. It was like right around it launched. The console was out, all this stuff. My dad brought it home one day. Me and Jay, me and my brother Jim, sorry, played Halo 1, Combat Evolved, co-op, split screen for fucking hours. And then we every day we would go back to it. And it held like a special place in our heart. Like it's a, it's a unique feeling to kind of go back to Halo campaign. Uh, unlike, you know, unlike other games. Just like Call of Duty has some good campaigns, but it also has a lot of bad campaigns. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people come into it and go, okay, Modern Warfare has a solid story. Uh, We all appreciate what they're doing. And most of the time, we'll come back for that. Black Ops has a decent story. I think think some people come back for that. What do the numbers mean? All that shit, you know. Uh, I think it might be done to the ground at this point. What is, like, Cold War, like, the fifth Black Ops, pretty much. So, uh you know, I think that's that. But like, if you're looking at Vanguard story, whatever it's gonna be, I don't think people are really gonna be showing up in comparison to well-known names like Modern Warfare or Blackout or Black Ops. Sorry, but Halo is like, it's all that put together. It's got a banger multiplayer. It's got a banger story. People might not have liked uh, Halo Five, and that's okay. Like, I'm completely fine with that as well. I I loved Halo 5's multiplayer, but their story. I personally didn't, it didn't stick with me, but I definitely, I didn't hate it. I didn't care if like, cause I, I don't care if the game's like, okay, we're trying to push this new protagonist or okay, we're, we're trying to switch things up a little bit and let you try someone else. I like that kind of shit. Cause it's like, okay, that's fine. You know, but sometimes it just works better when like you have a solidified character like Master Chief and it doesn't seem like his story was fully resolved at that point. So it just like, they just put him to the side randomly and it felt a little weird. Um, and then you kind of think like Locke is apparently on on point with Master Chief in ways, and like you just introduce them. There's no, you know, there was no story building really outside of, hey, these two teams need to do shit, and they hate each other, and one's trying to do something crazy, and the other's trying to keep order. It's basically Marvel, you know, Civil War, whatever the hell. But this has a, a a great chance to turn it around. I think the open world design, or I guess semi open world, is what they said. It's like open area can make this game feel a lot different. It looked a lot different in the first preview, uh, not just from the graphics, but I think what they're doing and what they could do with like, uh, especially like once they actually do unlock co-op for that, that's going to be a blast. Just driving around like a big ass area, knocking out quests and missions and shit. Like they could do that so well. And if, as long as they're creative with it and they make it unique experiences and make the villain like actually worth caring about, I think it's going to be hard for this to fail, but at the same time, it could easily be Halo Five again. So I guess it's not that hard. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know how to word it. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm blabbering again. But I think uh, overall, what I'm trying to say is, Halo has a long lineage of diehard fans who played it since they were kids. Uh, they care about the story because they grew up with it, and when they changed it with Halo Five, it was it, that alone made people say fuck this multiplayer that's like that's how bad that story was because the multiplayer was actually fucking awesome in my opinion um <clears throat> it had like the warzone mode and shit it, was, it did a lot of interesting things in the in the arena stuff uh really cool things i thought it was really fun felt great snappy 
And I know some people did like it, but I think a lot of people had that weird zeitgeist around the game that was like, the campaign sucks, so that game sucks. And that's a weird label to give it, but I also think that might be why they're splitting up the multiplayer in this one to free-to-play. So anybody could play the multiplayer and never touch the story or, you know, go to go, go to the actual game and play the campaign as well. Uh, so hopefully what they show today, and we'll see, I'll talk about it more tomorrow. Hopefully it shows growth from the first showing. Hopefully it shows a, I don't, I mean, I really don't know what I want from like an open world, you know, Master Chief game, but I hope it looks like. I hope it has something that stands out, if that makes sense. Because how many open world games do we have, you know? It's so saturated now. Um, so for this game to kind of dive in after being an established IP as well as, like I said, going into an area where, like, people have almost perfected with, like, Skyrim and Red Dead and, you know, all these things, Horizon, fucking... Even Forza Horizon, for that matter. There's all these games that are open world, so... You know, how are they going to make it different? Especially with Halo. And, um, yeah, they just got to make it fun, man. They just got to make it fun. The story's got to be great. The The gameplay's got to be great. I hope that it being open world doesn't draw back from the story. Because uh, I can tend to do that sometimes. For instance, in Far Cry 6 right now, I'm playing it, but I'm slowly, like, pulling myself away from the story because I've been digging around fucking caves for treasure and clearing out bases so much that I'm like, who am I going against again? Anton Castillo, that one guy? Yeah, I forgot. Um, anyways, I'm going to go clear out this other fucking aircraft, anti-aircraft gun. And, you know, it's just a lot of checklist stuff. And it really can, like, occupy your time outside of doing your mango. You're a mango. And uh, that can sometimes be a bad thing. But, like I said, we will talk about it tomorrow. It's happening today at... What did I say? 9 a.m. Eastern time. So I'm excited. I'm actually excited. I can't wait to see more on it. I think I'm completely sold on the multiplayer. And this could be great or it could be bad. And if it is, either way, I'll be back tomorrow to talk about it. So thank you guys for listening. I will see you guys tomorrow and later.